0: Inflation expectations, what does the Treasury Inflation-Protected Security tell us about which direction inflation is heading? You would think it would be going up with oil prices being so strong right now. We'll also look at the Bitcoin market and see if Bitcoin is corroborating what we're seeing in Treasury Inflation-Protected Securities. Could they be related? We'll find out. We'll ask Jeff Snyder, the head of global research for Alhambra Partners. Jeff, you wrote a article. That was posted on the 25th of January at Alhambra Investments that says Bitcoin like tips or likes tips. We're going to be talking about inflation expectations. You start out telling us that these things, these tips are very closely linked to oil prices. Tell us why, where are oil prices and then will deliver the shock to the audience.
1: Yeah, oil prices are through gasoline, obviously. A, it's a considerable influence on the consumer price index. We've gone over this many times before. In fact, if you line up the CPI, gasoline, and energy in, sub-components of the you know the consumer price bucket with the overall headline CPI rates, they match almost exactly. So most, almost all of the variation in the CPI can be explained by what's going on in gasoline, therefore oil prices. Now, as we know, the Treasury Inflation Protected Securities, they get paid, the inflation protection is paid by the CPI. So the government pays TIPS owners every year. They re index what the bonds are based on what the CPI does during any given calendar year. So you would expect the TIPS market to be very heavily related and influenced by what's going on in oil prices. So if oil prices are spiking and surging, why wouldn't Treasury Inflation Protected Securities? reflect the same thing and how they're priced because you would expect if if I'm going to get paid by the government and the CPI and the oil prices are up, that should mean higher CPI rates. So those two things should happen one after the other, almost in a
0: one-to-one relationship. One of our seven listeners is Eric Townsend, and he knows exactly what's happening with oil prices. He's trading them every day. What, What about the other six listeners, Jeff? They may not know what has happened to oil prices recently, so just inform us are they up are they down well first they
1: went down now they've gone back up so we had a, a relative weakness oil prices hit a high in, in october they went down a bit in november bottomed out at the first part of december december 1st i believe it was i think they reached around 65 dollars in the futures market which was a relatively low level compared to where they would have been in october and ever since early december they've been on almost a 45 degree incline. where today January twenty eighth, I believe they're they're threatening to get into the nineties already, which would be the highest price for oil going back to twenty fourteen, early twenty fifteen. Highest oil prices, more pain in gasoline, more contributions to CPI rates at least from oil. So the tips must inflation market based inflation expectations they have to be through
0: the roof, right? That's right. Fact A, tips oil very closely tied. Fact B, oil prices rising strongly very high multi-year highs therefore see conclusion tips yields have risen wait what is this they haven't what in the what jeff snyder what's happening they've done the
1: opposite they've gone the wrong way yeah maybe yes did i print the chart upside down maybe that's what it was no actually it's surprisingly or maybe not but for some people, you know, given oil prices, you would expect strong oil prices to translate into higher market-based expectations for inflation. And let's be clear, we're talking about in the tips market inflation break evens, which is the difference between the nominal yield on tips, which is also called the real yield, and the nominal same maturity U.S. Treasury. So inflation break evens are the difference between those two, which is basically the market saying we expect to be paid by the government this amount for the CPI rates along the, you know, the history of the tips that you're, you're going to be holding the tips instrument. So what we're seeing in the break-evens, which are these market-based expectations of inflation, CPI, is ever since October, they've been moving lower and lower and lower. And even in December and especially January, they've gone lower still, despite oil spiking up to this multi-year highs that WTI and Brent have reached.
0: Now, you, I mean, we all want to know why, why, why is this happening? But in the article, you don't answer that right away. First, you double up and offer us another question, which is, why is Bitcoin tracking tips? Are they related, Jeff? Whenever
1: you see something like this that seems like it doesn't fit within, you know, the normal parameters, you know, oil, you know, as you say, A plus B should equal C. You always want to find some kind of corroborating piece of evidence or information someplace else. And one place you could, I mean, we're talking about inflation. We're talking about, you know, destruction of the dollar, great inflation too. Why not look at crypto? Because I believe, and I think it's pretty well established, that crypto prices have been trading on the misperception about what's going on with consumer prices as well as more gener- more broadly monetary conditions where you know, everybody has been told to believe the Fed has printed money, the federal government has printed money, and that's the reason why these CPI rates are so high. And everybody has been piling into Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies because they believe they need a store of value to protect themselves for the coming loss of value from the, the devaluation of the dollar, if not the destruction of the dollar. So if we're seeing inflation and the way up in terms of crypto prices that, you know, investors are looking for crypto for, for protection from inflation, genuine inflation, then maybe they can, you know, crypto prices can tell us something about what's going on in the tips
0: market. The dollar's not exactly been destroyed lately, has it, Jeff?
1: No, not at all. In fact, it's like a lot of other things. It's going the opposite way as what you would expect. So already we're sort of, you know, we're into never, never land in in terms of getting off of what used to be or what was supposed to be the the mainstream narrative of inflation for the foreseeable future. We're starting to see all these other opposite things, these contradictions, these contrary behaviors in very key markets that used to be, you know, at least up until the early part of last year, very consistent and hey this is an inflation event things are going upward consumer prices are accelerating we expect them to continue that was not just bitcoin that was also the break-even rates in 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 the tips markets those two things were very closely related
0: so you've got a great chart here that shows bitcoin and the five-year and the ten-year break even from 2020 all the way through 2022 and they have been tracking each other quite well. You've pointed out a key series of dates in March of 2021 and then November 2021 again. And just as you said, it's going the direction of not reflation, not recovery, suggesting some sort of transitory supply chain demand balance, inflation, consumer price increases, and not a perpetual and pervasive increase in prices due to uh, ubiquity of money you say here just considering those two market signals it's already compelling enough to begin asking serious questions i suppose we've already been asking these questions and it just has to do with the health of the economy right yeah to be overly simplify
1: the situation here if everybody was piling into crypto seeking store value protection from inflationary currency And then everybody's piling out of crypto. And maybe this is just a short-term correction in Bitcoin prices or whatever. But for right now, it doesn't appear to be that way, especially since they're corroborated by TIPS market. And not just TIPS, but also all sorts of other financial indications that we've talked about till we're blue in the face, you know, flattened yield curves and everything else going back to October, where maybe this really is not just the TIPS market, but also the digital currency Bitcoin markets starting to wonder Are we really going into a sustained inflationary period? Are we seeing weaknesses across the entire crypto space, as well as in TIPS markets, as well as in the flattening yield curves? Because the entire global marketplace is starting to get a little bit of a second thought about whether or not we're going to see consumer prices continue to accelerate. And therefore, what was really causing consumer prices to rise in the beginning? Maybe there's some challenging of those original assumptions, which was that you know, money printer go burr at the Fed—that the, the meme that you always see that, that supposedly justifies why you need to store a value function from some other competing currency regime, when in fact that never really happened. Instead, we all—all all that happened was a classic supply shock in which a whole lot of, especially American spending, it was forced through very narrow channels, artificially narrow channels. That simple economics demanded prices had to adjust temporarily while those imbalances remain. Now that we get into the second half of last year and into the early part of this year, it's not just markets that are starting to challenge these assumptions. As we just talked about in the previous segment, we're seeing real economic data that is also consistent with challenging those
0: assumptions too. Copper prices right now are suggesting that the economic activity in the future is not going to be as hot as what we've seen in 2021. I suppose one of the original implicit assumptions going into the whole COVID crisis was that the economy, whether it's American, European, or the world, was in any sort of good condition going into it, and that we were going to rebound as soon as we finished with this COVID pandemic. But no, I think we're just heading back to where we were before it all started, Jeff. And that's of course one of the problems, the bigger, bigger picture problems. Jeff, that's it from me for this article. Anything else you wanted to cover with? Inflation expectations, market or survey or oil or copper, anything like that, or Bitcoin, other commodities. Just to
1: build upon what you just said, I mean, I think that's a tremendously good point and, and a very important point, which is what was the economy going to look like on the other side of the pandemic? Because of what happened last year and consumer prices and, you know, some crypto prices, commodity price, whatever it was, original skepticism in 2020 quickly turned into these fears of overheating or having overdone. Larry Summers is all over. The media saying, I told you so, I told you so, this is inflationary. We went from one extreme to the other, where we went from the extreme doldrums of 2020 to 2021. It's like, oh my God, it's 1975 all over again. You know, what you just said was probably closer to the truth, which was we went through this period of artificial invention or artificial intervention all throughout the global economy, not just in the US, but everywhere. And that stuff starts to wear off. And now we start to wonder what does the real economy look like after all that artificiality gets expunged from the system? And it might be that, as you just pointed out, the economy is, as a best case, where it was before we started, you know, the 2018-2019 case, which really isn't all that good to begin with. And I wonder if it's not even something worse than that, where the economic potential has been marked down even more, because let's face it, we went through a 2020 recession that was enormously painful, and to believe that we would get through that recession without taking some kind of permanent damage... I think that was always too optimistic. Those kinds of considerations were just obscured by the absolute insane frenzy of the first part of last year. So as we talked about in the last segment, not only do we see markets starting to rethink that early frenzy, you know, first half of 2021 thesis, They're starting to look at maybe some more downside risk over the longer term, which is why, you know, curves have flattened. Inflation expectations are falling despite oil prices still going through the roof. Cryptocurrencies that are incredibly weak all of a sudden. All of these other things are the markets have decided, maybe have conclusively decided that the first half of last year was an
0: anomaly. It wasn't going to be sustained into the future. One of the inflation measures that people always bring up is gold, right? When we want to know how is inflation doing? How is gold reacting to these increases in consumer prices? We won't talk about it in this episode, but I only bring it up because I just heard two great podcasts back to back addressing that issue. And so if anyone wants to hear more about what gold is doing or what it didn't do for the past couple of years during these consumer price increases, check out the Grant Williams podcast with Simon Mikalovich that just came out and the our Eric Townsend good buddy friend podcast uh with ronnie Stofferly back to back all about gold because that that's a big question people are saying oh it didn't do anything i think gold prices are looking better lately though but that's not investment advice investment advice would be for me to say put all your money lever it and put it into gold coins that would be investment advice <laughs> all right jeff while i go talk to my lawyer regarding how liable i am let us move on to part three of our show where we're going to talk about, what should we talk about, Jeff? The yield curve. That's what we're gonna talk about after this break.